I mean, is it psycho or is it just great planning? I'm like, why are we out here? Because <laughs> they, they love the game. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not want to hit a little white golf ball around. Welcome back to another episode of Henny and Hallie Women with Game. Very excited to be here with you guys. Henny, how are you? Looks like you're in a gym getting a little workout in. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I am. I am on the road this week. I'm in Atlanta for the Tour Championship. Um, and so making the most of this hotel gym that has is actually really solid. For hotel oh. gyms, usually you enter with trepidation, opening the door, thinking, oh, no, does it have equipment? Will I catch something? How is this looking? And this one is an absolute dream this week. So oh. I can make the most of it. Oh, a good hotel gym really does you know, really make all the difference, especially if it's got good equipment and just, I need some san- little sanitizing wipes, wipe down yeah. everything, get, you know, this get This one it even in. has a Peloton. <gasps> wow, that's epic. Yeah, right, right oh, there, man. over my shoulder. Yeah, so oh, I'm going to be amazing. hitting that up. I know, Love I'm that, excited. love that. Um, awesome. And it's my first time uh, covering the Tour Championship. I feel like I've done every single one of the playoff events aside from that, so... I'm excited yeah. to get out there and see it. And it's a little bit more of a relaxed event, weirdly, counterintuitively, because obviously it's this huge season-ending finale, mm. but there's only 30 players in the field. Right. So, so far, everyone's saying it just seems to have a sort of chilled feel to it. I'm sure mm. that will change mm. into the weekend. but Right, for sure. So you haven't been to the course yet? No, not yet. No. Okay, okay. I'm excited in to hear what you think. I've never style, been there. No, in typical me style, I obviously take a very relaxed approach into the week. And so, um, yeah, I'll be on site tomorrow and I'll, I'll check it out. I will let you know how it is. Though. And I think one of the places I'm going to go to is obviously 18 and just see what it looks like because we all have those iconic tiger sea of people images in our heads. So I'm really excited yeah. to go see that and, and just sort of imagine how that was. Awesome. I love it. Can't wait. Whereabouts are you? You're framed by some wonderful trees and flowers. I know. There. This is this is not a Zoom background. I'm in Vail, Colorado. <laughs> uh, so just kind of finishing off, I think, five or six days of a little vacation with my parents. And it's been nice. nice. Got to play a little golf, got a little tune up with the swing. So it was bad. I was I was hitting it everywhere. But Dave, Dave fixed me. I'm hitting it straight now. Yeah. With yeah, he yes. sorted me out. Nice little baby draw. Uh, did some hiking, did a, a lot of working out. It's funny because up here, there's not a lot of oxygen. So you're like, oh my God, I'm so out of shape. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I so didn't even like, think about that. But on the yeah. plus side, the ball flies far. Yes. Yes. You're like, oh my God, I just gained like 30 yards. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't breathe, like- but I gained 30 yards. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I always feel like people that play golf up here all the time must think that they just like should be on tour because they must <laughs> rip it. <laughs> they rip it. They really hit like 250, but they're like about to, hit, they just hit it 300 up here. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point. It's the same in, yeah. um, where did we, in Mexico as well, that mm, tournament. Yeah. And it's difficult to play like that because you're like, okay, I usually hit this 150, but now it's 175. Right. I know. So you're like, I don't, there's no possible way I can carry this water. And you're like, I, I can, <laughs> I just have to like, you know, in your mind, just make that adjustment, which is, yeah. which is kind of scary, but, but really fun. Yeah. yeah it's been really nice though to, to be here and, 
just unplug a little bit because I've been mm. doing a lot of a lot of travel and I have a, a ton of travel coming up. So being able to just be in one place and spend the time with my family, I feel like has grounded me a little bit and and I feel a little bit more in balance. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I saw that you took a little bit of a break from social media. Um, it's interesting because I uh just changed my schedule slightly but I was sort of meant to everything tapers off for me in October and obviously the summer is so crazy as you know and there's that feeling of okay I just have to hang on and get to for me at least I was thinking I just have to hang on and get to the end of the year and then I was like hang on no because I don't want to keep repeating that cycle and being burnt out by the end of the summer um so I just had two weeks off as well and I was thinking to myself what can I do on a day-to-day basis just small little things to try and inject some of that balance into weeks off which is why I'm now here in the gym um but just trying to do like little things whether that's just have a cup of tea with no devices around me or um get outside go for a walk just take a step away um or go work out do some meditation Um, I just had two weeks off so I was very much just like I'm going to go for walks in the woods with the dogs all the time and meditate and relax and just try and find some on-the-go balance but so there's sort of that side of balance and there's what you're doing which is like a complete unplug which is also needed. Right I think it's funny um, because and I'm curious to see what you think of this but I feel like I take my same approach that I used to take to golf to my job now you know it's very like balls to the wall for lack of a better term and you go 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 you want to work as hard as you can but it is I mean it's it really is important because just like I did in golf like you will get burnt out and I think there's there's I don't know if you feel this but sometimes I feel like a small and I'm trying to get over it this like small amount of guilt for unplugging or taking time off is if I Mm. like it's bad that I do that but ultimately like you will not perform well in your job, whatever that might be, if, if you don't take the big breaks, but even like you said, just daily, just sort of, yeah, I try to do that in the mornings. That's why I'm trying to just out here to getting in a really good team, wake up, meditating, workout, just doing something. So when you, you're the first thing I do when I wake up is not like, look at my phone and then my right. heart rate rises and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm anxious now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's tough to be honest. I think no matter how in tune you are with that side of things, like I've gone through phases of going to a yoga retreat in Bali and having Sundays completely off my phone altogether and just sitting there in quiet um, to obviously you're a parent and you do not have any free time whatsoever. And when you do have some, it's at nighttime and you're just completely dead from parenting all day. Um and there's phases like I go through where I do the same thing. I wake up in the morning and look at my phone and then you have to, I think you just have to be ultimately in tune with like how you're feeling and know when you need a break. And I think sometimes it's okay to go really hard for a period of time and go, I just need the unplug now or I need a right. reset. And then it's right. okay in certain seasons to say, I don't have time for the reset. I can't go and do that. So I need to figure out a way of, finding little bits of balance day in, day out. Um, And with travel, it's really tough because I feel like you have to rebalance yourself when you get to each venue and when you get home again and you have to do all the laundry and figure out your food shop and 
and then be like, okay, I'm at home now that I need to get on with all my daily tasks. And then when I'm away, okay, I've got to like spend a ton of time at the golf course. And, and that's honestly a reason why I'm trying not to go in as early. Cause I'm like, I know what prep I need to do really. And it's going to take me a few hours and I'll go in, you know, tomorrow morning and do that and just be a little bit more effective with my time. But I just think it's a constant journey that you're in flux with, with yourself where you're trying to constantly figure out your balance. And I think it's, I don't think you can ever um, have balance always in all areas. I just think that's completely unrealistic. I think at certain times you are more skewed towards your work and certain times you're more skewed towards the people in your life and certain times you're more skewed towards yourself. So I think that's sort of my new thinking is that you can't be completely in balance with all of those pie chart areas at once. Yeah, no, that's a really good way to look at it. Let's let's talk a little bit more about um, like our golf um, journeys, which will kind of lead us into our guests here. But for me, I did have a difficult time sort of balancing, I mean, my time for sure, but even like where my self-worth came from when I was playing, mm. because, you know, if you're playing professional golf, you're playing golf at a high level there is no denying that 90% of your time, your energy, whether it's working out, physio, nutrition, not going out with your friends because you have to wake up and have an early tea time or something. It is, you know, you put so much energy, like 99% of your time and energy, eat, sleep, breathe, golf, but somehow also not take that amount of your self-worth from golf. It's a really challenging thing. And like, so for me, I remember when I, transferred from Arkansas to Rollins like I started doing the uh the the radio at college which really helped me because I was like oh okay now I'm not just Hallie the golfer I'm also like Hallie the college radio host so for me it (laughs) helped me realize you know that there was a little bit more to myself but I don't know what was your feeling like that when you were like you know really going at at yeah oh my god there's so much to unpack here I think I could talk about this for (laughs) a whole season of (laughs) podcast episodes um the most succinct version I can give is that similar to you my whole identity was wrapped up in being a golfer right until I was injured um and I had a sports psychologist at the time Chris Shambrook who was incredible and he similarly to you he was like you need a different outlet and I always wanted to have my own charity and was very interested in the aspect of giving back and so he had me work with the Dame Kelly Holmes Trust and then Mm. That became another, um, which is a charity that helps young people through go- uh, through sports um, mm. get their lives sort of back on track. Uh, and so that was like another branch of my identity where I was like, oh, cool, I'm, I can do more. I'm not just a golfer now. But I think mm-hmm. that's why I struggled with depression when I retired. I think that's why, because I had no idea who I was or what I did with my time mm. on a day-to-day basis anymore. Right. Um, so it's, it's been quite a long journey, but um, I think that forced me, I literally would sit in a room with a notepad, a journal and a candle and just be like, I don't, what do I, I'm just going to sit here and think and write and just get everything out and figure out who I am. A a mixture Mm -hmm. of that and just doing random things like Mm. I'm into calisthenics this week. That's who I am. I'm into photography now. I'm into this. I'm into that. I just read this book. I'm into this. But I think as funny as that was for my friends and family, that was all a part of me trying to figure out who I was and what my identity was. 
Um, and I think I sort of made peace with the fact that your identity changes as you age throughout time. Um, but I think it's really important. The one thing I think is super important is to have hobbies. It can be the most random thing, but it like now I'm just getting into gardening um, and I've left behind some other hobbies that I used to have and used to be interested in. And I think that's okay. We don't need to tie ourselves to one hobby forever. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's really important to have different hobbies because then that's different elements of yourself. And when you meet people and talk to them, you can say, hey, yeah, I'm actually, are you a golfer? Aren't you? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. But actually I'm really into X, Y, Z right now. And right, right, that's right. a completely different subject that you don't have to quantify by your performance. I'm a really shit gardener. Um, <laughs> I'm just a complete novice at it. But it's something that isn't golf. It's nothing to do with anything else. It's all mine. I've just started it. I'd like to go to garden centers and hang around. And the more I talk to other people about it, there's some golfers like Mel Reed. When I saw her, she was our guest a few weeks ago. When I saw her at the Women's British Open, we launched into this full scale conversation about growing things and how into it we are. And it's probably because we're in our thirties now. Um, but I think that's really important to give yourself an outlet. And then the other thing that I really realized is I think as women uh, specifically, we have to, we feel like we have to tie our self-worth to something in order to be valuable to society. And I think we're taught that from a really young age, whether that's performance at work, at your sport, with your body, that's a huge one. I'm only valuable to society and myself if I'm in this type of body, if I eat the right things, if I am a good mother, if I am a mother at all or not. So I think with women specifically as well, I've really learned that there's so many pressures from society that we're forced to say like, yeah, I'm valuable. I'm not just valuable because I'm a human, but because I'm a woman, I have to now prove that I am valuable because of my performance in any one or all of those areas. Um, so I feel like awareness of all of that is also really helpful just to take the damn pressure off because there's so much pressure. And I think that's where it's important to have those outlets that we were talking about of balance to try and just release some of those valves sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of of outlets and hobbies, I'm very, very excited for this conversation today with Kate Smith. She's an Epson Tour player, 23 years old, played golf at University of Nebraska, but majored in graphic design. So now she's playing professional golf, but she also co-owns a company called Ground Under Repair Designs, and she's doing some of the coolest, coolest artwork and graphic design in golf. So we hope you enjoyed this conversation. Kate, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Um, there's so much to talk about with you. And uh, before we get into some of your other ventures, um, as well as your golf career, what is your journey so far through golf? How did you get into it? How did you get to where you are now? Yeah, um, pretty long journey, but uh, it's uh, started with probably my family. Um, my dad's a teaching pro, so... Um, Hallie, you get that. And uh, my, brother, <laughs> my brother played college golf. So um, I grew up in northern Minnesota. My parents owned a, a small par three course for most of my uh, childhood and then uh, went to the University of Nebraska um, on a golf scholarship and got a degree in graphic design and um, made it out of Q school with not too many scars last year. So I'm uh, on the Epson <laughs> tour right now. So golf is pretty much in your blood. It's in your veins. I'm curious um, where the, okay. 
I have a lot of follow-up questions. My first two, before I hand back to Hallie, is one, did you always know that you wanted to be a professional golfer? And two, where did the graphic design part come in? Yeah, I don't think I ever um, thought about being a professional golfer. I just liked golfing and I liked getting better. Um, I definitely don't think my parents saw me being the one that still golfs the most today. Um, and then my mom was an art major, so I kind of got uh, that side from her. And um, yeah, that's kind of how, how I am who I am. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So Kate, talk to us a little bit about how this graphic design company came to be. I found out about it through uh, my friend Shane Bacon. And I was like, I know Shane's creative, but I know he does not make any designs. So, <laughs> so um, and you know, you are the, the artist behind it all. And the stuff that you make is, is really, really incredible. So how did the idea of sort of taking your graphic design expertise into the golf world come about? Yeah, well, thank you. Um, uh, it started when I would redesign the logo of the golf course that I would play tournaments on in college. Um, I just kind of did it as a fun project and I posted on Twitter and um, Shane's big on Twitter. So he kind of picked it up and was like, Hey, like let's go into business. And um, I definitely didn't see it being this popular. Um, you know, people are really nice about um just loving the work and loving um, my style, which I didn't even know I really had. So um, it's been really good. And it's been fun to kind of be um, creative on the side as well as like put kind of a woman's uh, perspective into logos and branding in golf. Yeah, interesting. Uh, how do you feel like your designs or approach differ um, being a woman within that industry? Um, I think I always looked for really like small um, logos that I would buy hats with those on. I think um, a lot of the logos in the golf industry are pretty like harsh and um, a little bit, I don't know, just kind of ugly and can't really work <laughs> on like all different types of clothing. So um, I hope to like give people something that um, is just a little bit something for everybody. Uh, you know, I think growing up, at least for me, it was like you had that one pink hat in the pro shop with, you know, whatever logo was on it. And that's what you bought. And it wasn't really good or bad. That's just what they had for women. So um, yeah. kind of fun to shake things up. Yeah. So Henny and I were talking about right um, before you came on about balance. And, you know, we both are former professional golfers. Honey is a lot better than me. But we both sort of had this um I, I wouldn't say struggle, but just, I guess, uh, challenge of figuring out, you know, who are we beyond just golf? And how do we take something that we spend so much of our time on and not have it be all of who we are? So how does, if at all, does, does graphic design, when you know, how do you balance that with your, you know, your your day job, if you will, as a professional golfer. Yeah, I think I kind of lucked into a good balance, um, you know, listening to like ear pods and having um, a lot of great female athletes on. It seems like now something that like female athletes are allowed to do. And, um, you know, I'm glad that, you know, I, I saw other people do other ventures and I thought, yeah, I could do this. Um, I was a little worried how the balance would work, but I think um, like you were saying, it, it helps a lot because, um, 
you know, you make a cut or you miss a cut. And a lot of times like your self-worth is solely dependent on that. Whereas I can kind of pick up the computer and it's something that's very reliable and like static, not a lot of changing variables. So um, it's definitely had its hard moments, but I think um, this tour life as a rookie is pretty tough. So it's nice to have something a little more tangible to focus on. Yeah. How has it been for you so far, tour life? Um, I think it's been all right. I mean, I'm currently waiting for a rental car, like sitting on the, on the pavement here. So, you know, it's, I'm right in the middle of it. Um, I, I think it's tougher than I thought it would be as far as like, I knew that having to play a higher level of golf was going to be hard, but you don't really think about like being gone and um, being on the road and traveling alone. And that's like a whole nother level of adapting mm. before you even tee it up. So it's a lot of learning. Yeah, it is really just such a, um, I don't know how you'd even describe it. Like it's a, a, a multiple slaps in the face. <laughs> You're like, yeah. oh my God, what is this? <laughs> Did not yes. expect this. But I feel like it gives you so much character because you have to tackle so many other things that you didn't even expect. And you're like, cool, if I can do that and still play well, then there's nothing I can't do. Absolutely. Definitely. Kate, what's the, um, the biggest, I guess, misconception that people might have about um, playing on the Epson tour? Um, I think a common one I get a lot is like, they assume that most of the girls are breaking even like financially when I just, I doubt there's a small percentage that are. Um, so I think that's one thing. And then maybe the level of play, like I, I think it's a really high level of play and um, there's not, you know, there are girls that missed by one stroke to go to stage three or stuff like that. So um, it's a really impressive group of girls and I'm like glad to be a part of it. So it's, it's been cool. Yeah. And does the graphic design, um, like you mentioned, breaking even, is that, um, I would, I would think that would be helping you financially as well to, to make ends meet while you're out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a pretty like cautious person. So it was a, a nice opportunity to be like, okay, I could, you know, be in, in the positive numbers, um, in something. So it's been good, especially when like, you know, birthdays come around or if I want to go out to dinner or something, it's like, okay, I have, some form of income this is great yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are your um you seem like a very relaxed person so maybe the answer is that you don't have any long-term plans for the graphic design side of things but I guess my question is do you have any and, and if so what are they yeah I mean I think it's kind of like exceeded my expectations already um so hard to kind of dream on that but um I don't know. I, I really would like to see more of like our brand grow. Like I'm surprised people have really gotten behind like ground under repair and like it's apparel and merchandise. So, you know, maybe we could get into that, but um, I also think the world has a lot of apparel brands. So like helping people out, um, you know, just kind of uh, realize their, you know, maybe it's a tournament logo or redoing old logos is pretty fulfilling for me. So I'm just taking it as it comes really. I want to ask you about Shane. So how did, how did, I know you guys like he, he, uh, 
saw your work on Twitter, did he like slide in the DMs or like how did that relationship come to be? And then how did you yeah. guys decide to actually make a business out of it? Um, so I listened to his Get a Grip pod like all in quarantine and I just messaged him because Max won at Riviera like right when I won my first college tournament as a fifth year and I felt like I, I just you know said hey thanks for doing the pod I mean I think it's nice of any of you guys to share your experiences on tour it means a lot to the people that are going through it and so he kind of knew my name from that and then yeah DM me on Twitter one time and said you know I've thought about going into design like would you want to go into it and then it kind of got quiet and then I did some more work and I reached out to him again and I said, you know, I'm ready to go in on it. Let's, let's start. And we did some work for people. And then I think, you know, we registered an LLC and stuff in January. So I think we both do a lot of texting, like, wow, we're actually a business, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> um, but he's a great guy and I, I couldn't ask for a better partner. He's, he's been really kind to me and, um, always has a lot of good ideas and good with our clients which is nice when I'm on the road uh, I love his hat of the day thing that he does you know he's with the he's I think that's like where you know Shane loves logos and I think that it's just such a perfect fit for you guys to to be doing this together yeah it's worked out really well very cool I'm curious um you mentioned that it's been inspiring for you to see other female athletes get into businesses and made you feel like you could do it what would be your legacy that you'd love to leave in the game of golf and in the female in business world uh, to be able to pass down to girls coming through? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I definitely would hope that, you know, by the time I'm leaving the golf game or the game of golf that, you know, you walk up to a range and there's a lot more women involved. So anyway, I can make it more approachable. Um, you know, I'm, I'm big into like, playing public golf courses and um you know making golf a little less like uptight so I think that's kind of what I like to do with um the design and stuff like that and um I love the junior clinics they set up on tour that we can help out with so um probably just making a little more approachable and uh, available to more types of people would be nice what's your favorite project that you've worked on so far um we just finished a logo for Sand Hills Surf Team. They wanted oh, like a cool. tornado um, character, and that was pretty fun. And um, especially uh, Kyle, the superintendent, he just wanted to buy cool merchandise for his, you know, high school kids. So those projects where it's just somebody that you know wants wants to make things a little better for those around them is pretty fun, and um, especially when they trust us with with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Um, yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure to speak with you. Hallie, do you have any more burning questions? Well, yeah, I think we always, Annie, we always like to ask our guests, you know, what's one thing that they would change about golf change. if they could? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's my, I feel like I Go probably for it. know it from your, from your last answer, <laughs> but yeah, give give us a, give us a Kate's uh, take on a, a, in an ideal world. What would you, what would you change about golf? Um, I, that's tough. I think like more partner golf, like mm. widespread. Like, I think, I don't know. I just grew up playing a lot of like scrambles and stuff like that. And I think it's such a fun way to like be with people. And, um, you know, I think 
it gets very individualistic at times. So I'm all for like alternate shot tournaments and things like that. Um, nothing, uh, nothing crazy. <laughs> I love it. I'm all about a good scramble. No, okay, everyone wants that. <laughs> Yes, I think definitely. everyone every time there's like a new format everyone's like oh come on can we not just please have yeah. teams exactly exactly, exactly. AK, before we let you go can you tell everybody where they can find you and ground under repair design um online and on social yeah I um I'm at 99 kate underscore smith and then um gordesigns.com is where you can kind of find more info about the business and then gur.design on Instagram is where we post all our designs. So, yeah. And they are so cool. So highly mm. recommend everybody listening to follow Kate and follow Ground Under Repair Design. Uh, Kate, Agreed. thank you so much for joining us. And uh, good, good luck for the rest of your season. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for chatting. You. Hallie, I love this next generation of female athletes coming through that to what we were speaking about and what we've spoken to Michelle Wee West about before, I think she was a real game changer on that front in that there's not the intense pressure to prove that you are laser focused on golf and only golf and that's what's going to make you successful. I think the next generation of young female athletes now are saying, I mean, we've spoken to people who have stats apps and who are majoring in all sorts of different things and are saying like, hey, this is just as important to me. And actually, uh, to Kate's point, this makes me better at what I want to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I guess from personal experience, I just go back to my example with the college radio. Like I played better golf when I had more things in my life. You know, and mm. hey, maybe that maybe that's why I didn't make it as a pro. It was it was really difficult for me to not um, take all of my self worth from what I shot. But um, you know, at least when I was playing, I do. You know, for me, it didn't mean I didn't work hard. But when I was done playing that day, whether I shot sixty eight or seventy eight, I knew that I had to, you know, go do a radio show. So it wasn't like I couldn't sit there and dwell on what I shot, which it sounds like, you know. Kate was similar she's whether whatever mm. she, she makes a cut or misses a cut she still has a project that she has to deliver on and she's a you know she has a business <laughs> as a graphic designer so I think it's pretty cool that she you know has turned a hobby into a side hustle as well to help you know meet make ends meet as, as she's pursuing golf yeah absolutely and I love that that's you know for the next generation that is uh, you know not just okay but that is the norm and inspirational and you know finding that balance is what people are going towards now um two things I think that I've really learned as I got older or like the way I work because I think it's important as well to say as well as finding balance also we do work really hard you know and I'm sure that Kate grinds on her golf game still <laughs> um and I there's two things that I learned from uh my time playing and afterwards one actually came from um I think it was Einstein used to do this he would think really 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 hard on something if there was an issue or something he wanted to solve or something coming up would spend a lot of intense work on that thing and then would just leave it completely 
and your brain like does the work still in the background and that's why sometimes when you're standing in the shower it will all of a sudden come to you this incredible idea of this thing that you've been trying to solve or figure out or rehearse or whatever so a few days before I'm going to do anything um, big I will always go through it in my head very intensely and picture it imagine it work on it do all the prep and then completely leave it for a couple of days before I do it and I just get the most wonderful clarity and calm and relaxation ahead of it and these great thoughts pop into my mind I'm suddenly used to actually sit in a chair and um, hold two balls like metal balls in his hand and relax and put his hand down and if he was on the verge of falling asleep which is apparently where you get that perfect brain state to solve all of the answers the balls would drop onto the floor wake him up and he would realize what it was that he was thinking so he wouldn't fall into the deep sleep and forget the work that his oh, brain was doing oh wow that's so interesting yeah i love that love so, that. all right where do I buy two metal balls? I'm going to have to. <laughs> well, Amazon it's that old, you know, like in all those old films where you see the guy just standing there, like j- j- uh, juggling the two yeah, metal yeah, balls yeah. back and forth. Uh-huh. It's from that. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. The more you know. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love and that. I think I did have another point, but I can't actually remember it now. It's gone. <laughs> but uh, that, that one was so good that I'm going to just leave it there. That was a great point. I love it. I love it. Um, I do also just want to say before we sign off uh, with this episode that I loved so much doing our Women With Game Wednesdays. Everyone sent in some amazing submissions. I actually, sorry, Hallie, but I extended it. You, you were off socials, but I extended it into Thursday because I got some submissions overnight on Wednesday and they were just too good to leave out. Um, so Hallie and I are going to be alternating each week our Women With Game Wednesday. So make sure you keep an eye on both of our Instagram stories um, and we'll give you guys shout outs. And it's a really... I think I hope that you guys feel the same way, but it was really feel good and I felt really inspired by them. So thank you all. Um, and I look forward to reading some more this time around. So it's my turn this week to do Women With Game Wednesday. So make sure you guys submit. Honey and I are very excited to see all the talented women that, that you're going to nominate. But in the meantime, you can keep in touch with me on Twitter and Instagram at Hallie Led. And of course, Henny is... I'm at Henny Coy. All right. We'll see Thank you guys, guys next time. time.